Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to 42, the flagship podcast of the 42 Entertainment Network. Entertainment Network, you say, Ryan? Yes, yes, we are now officially a network. We launched our newest podcast, the Super Nerd Sixer, on Friday, and we'll be launching a couple other ones in the nearish future. So, but anyway, as always, to my left, your good friend and mine, Mr. Ryan. How you doing today, buddy? Hi. Uh, I'm okay. How are you, Jacob? I'm pretty good, you know. Bones out to go back to work tomorrow, but you know, that's what it is. <laughs> Some assholes were just slaves getting paid. So anyway, how have things been? Oh. We haven't. We weren't here last week. We were not here last week because I was. So do you think we lost like one of our twelve subscribers? Maybe you never know. Maybe it's what we need to like to really push ourselves over the edge. Have like a week a week off to collect ourselves yeah, yeah. and regroup and all that good stuff. Yeah, last <laughs> weekend uh, was more. Memorial Day? Memorial Day, yes. I can never keep them straight. Um, so we were down in Texas and almost didn't get home. So that was fun. Yeah. Welcome so, to the uh, the south of perpetual droughts um, interrupted by uh, your uh, torrential downpours. Yeah, the, the day we were flying southwest and we were trying to go from... To Pittsburgh, and our flight originally had us taking off at nine and going to Houston, and then up into Pittsburgh. But the the night before, Houston got ten inches of rain, so <laughs> it getting into Houston was almost impossible. By eight o'clock in the morning, they had already delayed our flight six hours. Damn! So we're sitting there, and so everyone's just trying to find a. Uh, a plane out anywhere so i it's like just take me anywhere anywhere's fine i start going through all the airports that are remotely near pittsburgh uh you know and by remotely he means within like eight hours that was more like six but yeah uh so we started looking around and they had a direct to reagan national in dc so we catch that get to Reagan, then rent a car and drive the four and a half hours back to Pittsburgh. So we we end up losing about three hours of our day that because of that, but better than getting stuck or not being able to make it at all. Yeah, glad you made it. Have y'all, have, have y'all been experiencing any crazy weather up there? Uh, it's been raining a lot, but that's not uncommon here. It just rains a lot here. It's just how it is. So, right. Uh, but... From what I can tell, it's fairly normal. It's been, it's a lot cooler than I'm used to this time of year. You know, highs are like 82, 83 degrees kind of thing. Nice. So that's weird to me, but it's not really just out, you know, it's not super out of place. I'm just not used to it. Right, 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 right. So are y'all staying high and dry? Well, yeah, we're on one of the highest pieces of, you know, like the property we have is, um, the elevation is very high. If we're underwater, all of Houston, Magnolia, the Woodlands, Connor, all of that's underwater. So yeah, I've been seeing the uh, like the pictures and stuff from the hill country, and it's just nasty yeah. down there. Yeah, they have the unfortunate. Um, it's unfortunate for them because everything is uh, rock and shell up there. Mm -hmm. So the water doesn't have anywhere to go. So when it rains, you know, twelve inches in twelve hours, well, 
that 12 inches of water has to make it to a river or a creek somewhere, and then that creek swells. And yeah, they have real bad flash flooding up there because of the um, just the landscape. Yeah, I saw like two dams have uh, failed, completely failed up there or down there. Mm-hmm. Um, How crappy is that, dude? That's that's intense. I've seen that in movies, man. Tidal waves and shit happen after those. Yeah, I, agreeing, I don't know how big, life, a, right? how big a, <laughs> those dams are, but... Right. But, well, yeah. let's just assume for entertainment value, they're like the Hoover gosh damn dam, and they were <laughs> trees and shit and buildings were flying. Some dude's trying cars, to surf it. The occasional cow. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, oh, oh, yeah, good times, good times. So how was your week, your two weeks off, I guess? Oh, man, it's finally gotten hot hot enough down here that we could uh, swim in the pool. My grandparents have a pool. Oh, yeah. And um, I haven't been very active, really, as an adult the last two years. You know, I stay in fairly good shape. Like, I'm within five or ten pounds of my recommended weight for my height and body type. But it's kind of out of shape. In, it's you cardio. Know what I mean? like it's, yeah, right, right. Well, not even that. I'm just kind of lost some flexibility, and I've lost a little stamina, and I've lost, you know, just all of it's down a little, but I'm still where I'm supposed to be. But because of that pool, my son and my two-year-old, my uh, almost nine-year-old and my two-year-old have been swimming every day, almost all day. So it's my responsibility to make sure the two-year-old isn't drowned. He's got this little, like, life jacket uh, vest Uh floaty thing he can use, so he swims around on his own just fine. But if he gets flipped over on his back and whatever, right? So I've been swimming a lot and I've been going down the slide and I've been jumping off the rocks and, oh, dude, in two weeks I've broken a rib, thrown out my back, hurt my neck, and burned my shoulder on the slide, dude. <laughs> Man, my my uh, I hurt my ankle on the bottom of the pool because we were trying to do handstands and then like you know do like the rest of the front flip into the pool, and I landed on the you know like the angle of the deep end with my toes and it just hyperextended my elbow my i mean my ankle so we're, we're I'm not sore, as young Jacob. as we used to be man so you've got to learn you can't you can't do that kind of stuff anymore i refuse to believe that i'd rather be in pain than be an old man yeah well, one, of my, rather bu- be one of my buddies tore his acl and he's like yep i'm done with soccer i'm done yeah <laughs> surgeries I'm, I'm tired of having surgeries I'm like i feel you buddy i feel you yeah, it's actually getting warm enough we can actually be active outside. It's been it's been so cold for so long I forgot what it's like to actually be able to be outside and not be miserable. <laughs> What's the landscape up there like? Is it nice? It's very hilly. Very like hilly. Foothills, hundreds of hundred plus several hundred feet of elevation changes, you know, big hills. Not like Texas Hill. I mean these are like legit hills. Need to get a Miata, dude. <laughs> if I could afford it. Yeah, so... Yeah, in the summertime? So yesterday, I uh, went to go get my car inspected because my uh, registration is about to expire on my plates. And so it's supposed to be a $25 inspection. So I take it in, drop the car off, come out. A couple hours later, I get a phone call from uh, the Firestone. And they're like, well got some good news and some bad news good news is everything is good except for you have fog lamps i didn't even know i had fog lamps 
Like they are purely right. decorational. And they're like, in Pennsylvania, if there is a light, it must work no matter how insignificant it is. Insignificant it is. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, we're sorry, but and with the way GM designed this car, the only way to get to the fog lamps is to take off the front bumper. So what? Yeah, they, like the only way to get to them and like re- change them is take off. I heard top. what you said. I'm just kind of not believing it. I, I've seen that's stu- some bullshit, dude. How much labor did that cost? Uh, all all in all, it cost me like three hundred bucks. Fuck that, man. Well, that's no, some bullshit. That was only a hundred and something. I I got some other stuff done to it as well for the car. Oh, okay, okay. What still? Damn. It's just like ah. Uh, that's my luck. Oh, well. That is your luck. <laughs> but exciting things, uh, as I alluded to in the um, intro, uh, lots of things are changing on the podcast. We have a new website. It's a lot Yay! easier to remember. It's f the numeral 2 encom for 42 Entertainment. And we are starting, we have started a music-related podcast. Uh, there have been many artists and bands out there who... Um, have been gracious enough to allow us to use their music, probably about 12 of them, I guess, at this point. Right. Um, which is really cool. All of them have a pretty substantial collection of music now, pretty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, two CDs each. So. Yeah, MC Lars, he's, he's a nerdcore rapper. Like, I emailed him. He's like, yeah, dude, totally do it. And here's a link to download every single one of my songs. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, he just, like, gave me a nice. link. To his entire design. Hey, pro tip for anybody listening: start a podcast. Free music's involved. Just ask. That's a, that's Just what ask. I've that's what I've learned about like especially sort of the smaller people who really need the exposure. Just ask, and they're like, "Yep, here you go." <laughs> so there is that. Um, it'll be released Fridays, uh, probably Friday morning. Then uh, working on a new podcast, which we're. Tentatively, tentatively calling Visual Meta, which will be with me and my friend John, and we will be discussing the movies that influenced the big movies and TV shows of our times. So the first first couple of months, will probably at least to start, is going to be once a month because we're going to take our time, really watch a lot, digest it, so you won't be be flooded. Uh, with stuff and I'm also right. making separate feeds so if you want if you don't want any of this other stuff you just want this podcast just stay subscribed and you should never see the the change um, and you can subscribe to our other podcast and I um, but our so the first couple of months we're actually going to be looking at Star Wars so we're gonna we're gonna go in because there's we're going to start with The Magnificent Seven, which is one of the movies. It's a Western that is supposed to have really influenced uh, George Lucas in, when he was making Star Wars. Uh, sort of the the uh, combination of characters and Han Solo, I think, came out of that. So we're going to look at movies that fed into Magnificent Seven, watch Magnificent Seven, and talk about it. And then we're going to take some of the other movies that really had an impact on it and watch them and discuss them and talk about so, how it's affecting media in general. So you're going to watch Magnificent Seven mm-hmm. has it, as it implies to Star Wars. Correct. And then you're going to watch the movies that influenced Magnificent Seven. Correct. 
So you're going to go a little meta. Very meta. Very, and, you know, and this way we're kind of going to be able to go so, through like cinema history a little bit and be able to... Right, because they're going to all precede the movie that you're... Right, and they're going to influence other movies right as well because, you know, Magnificent Seven, I mean, it's hard to have westerns after Magnificent Seven because it was, you know, such a seminal western. You know, that sounds awesome. 1960, you know, Steve McQueen, a couple other guys. So thought oh, be, shit, it sounds really good. Yeah, so I'll probably it'll probably be another month or two before that's up and running. Uh, just because we gotta figure everything out, figure the watch schedule out, actually watch everything, and then. But we're also trying to we're also trying to do it for us that we're not killing ourselves having to watch so much media every week. So we're, we're that's why we're doing it like once once a month, is to give ourselves plenty of time to watch everything and. Sure, I got a question for you. Okay. If somebody was just really into the F2EN network, right, like our podcasts, yes. you know, the whole entertainment system, could they have just subscribed to one feed and get everything? I Yes, I will make that. I have not had a chance. Um, I did not get as much time to myself sure, sure, sure. this week as I thought I was going to. Right. Um, so, but but that, eventually we'll have a everything feed. Yes, we will have an everything feed. That, yes, cool. Uh, that's the one I'll subscribe to. Yeah. So hopefully people like it. Um, if nothing else. If not, be... fuck you. Keep your mouth shut. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> Lie and tell, tell people we're awesome. Yeah, just to, you know, do us a favor. Do us a solid. And lie compared to your, you know. <laughs> but you yeah, that is, that is us going on. We're, we're, we're growing and doing things and hopefully people like it. Shaking and moving and moving and shaking. That's right. Spit and polish and grit and stick togetherness. <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie, uh, Madagascar 2? Yes, I've seen it. That it's, movie's hilarious. It's been a long time. I really liked the first one. I thought the first one was pretty good. I thought the first and the second were awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed them. We, uh, we went and saw Pitch Perfect 2 today. That was, that was interesting. Pitch Perfect? Yes. Yeah. You watched some crazy sh- oh, shit, dude. I've never even heard of that. Oh, Pitch Perfect. Uh, it's got Anna Kendrick, Rebel Wilson, just a bunch of people. And the first movie is all about this college acapella group who's trying to win the international collegiate thing of acapella, right? And it's actually one of the highest grossing musical comedies ever. It's like the third highest. The first one is Pitch Perfect 2. It's one of those movies they made for seventeen million and it grossed like a hundred and fifty or something like that. Gosh damn. It's hilarious. The first one is absolutely hilarious. Very well written. It's just they, they caught lightning in a bottle. You know, you could tell they just made this movie for funsies and it just ended up being perfect. It's kinda of like the first hangover. Everyone expected to be kind of stupid, but when you went and watched it, it was it was brilliant and just really good. That's kinda of how it is. And the music it's, in it. That, you actually endorse it then. You enjoyed oh, it. Oh, Pitch Perfect is one of my all-time favorite movies. Pitch really? Perfect 2 was okay. It's it's really hard to have a sequel for comedy. It just is. Because people are expecting certain types of jokes and certain, you know, pe- people just have too much expectation of how it should be. And so the writers are hemmed in and they don't have the freedom to be, to write how they want to write. And so the second one, I mean, I'd still recommend people seeing it, but I would wait till it comes out on Blu-ray. 
But the first one is a definite watch. It is hilarious. And the music is fantastic. And plus, Anna Kendrick is awesome. She's who is? Anna Kendrick. Uh, did you I'm ever sure see that is. Up in the Air? No. Uh, that's another fantastic movie. It, it got nominated for Best Picture, and it deserves it. Uh, but Anna Kendrick is... Yeah, she's awesome, and she's she's hilarious. She has a fantastic Twitter feed. But it was kind of cool. Uh, I, was, yeah? I was watching um, the move Pitch Perfect 2, and Anna Kendrick's character, Becca. Holy shit, you didn't mention she's gorgeous. She is gorgeous. She is absolutely stunning in that kind of um, mistress kind of way. Yeah, she's got very sharp lines in the face. And yeah, very tall pretty. and strong-bodied. She's actually only 5'2". Oh! She's little, itty bit. <laughs> she, wears, she wears some heels then. What's up? <laughs> well, that's the thing that most people don't know is almost everyone in Hollywood is super short. Most, most everyone is below six foot, even the men. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, like... Um, I guess you get better, like you get better, you get bigger eyes and stuff. Probably if you're smaller proportioned. I guess, and then like guy like Tom Cruise, I think is like five six. Is he? He's really short. We should look that up. I'm looking it we up look right up. How tall, now. How tall? Five seven. He's five how? seven. He's how? Five, five seven? seven. Yeah, little oh, dude. That is pretty... uh, how tall is uh? This is such boring. But how tall is um Edward Norton? I heard he's really tall. He's six foot even. He's six foot. E- oh, so a, so a tall guy in in Hollywood is six foot even. He's six foot, yeah. Damn. Okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah. But anyway, Becca's character has a poster for Frank Turner on her wall, and he's one of my all time favorite mu- musicians. I've been listening to him forever, and it's just like, oh, so cool, you know? Because he, yeah, you know, I've been listening to him since he wasn't really all that well known, and. So it's cool to see him get all this recognition in this, in this movie that everyone loves and stuff. So I was I was excited to see that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, are you endorsing the second one? I couldn't quite tell. Uh, you, it's you good. Kinda, you kind of talked back and forth, like it might have been okay, but there were definitely some sucks. times that were funny, but it wasn't nearly as tight. Uh, the music, in my opinion, wasn't as good. Uh, right, 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 right. So are you endorsing it? Or? I would say wait till it comes out on Blu-ray. You know, it's one of those movies that's funny. It's probably worth seeing, but it's not. You don't need to go spend eight bucks just to go see the theater. Just wait till it comes out on Blu-ray and rent it or voodoo it or whatever. Wait till it hits Netflix, you know, that sort of thing. But, you know, all in all, it was a good movie. Um and like I said, if you haven't seen the first one, you really kind of got to see the first one because it's it's okay. it's just hilarious. I love it. It's it's one of my like soup of like way up there guilty pleasure movies. Like I love <laughs> like it's one of those movies you're like, yeah, I like that movie. <laughs> you know, you don't want to admit it sometimes, but you're like, yeah, that movie's awesome. <laughs> What's like your worst guilty pleasure movie? Oh, worse. You wouldn't want to admit that you that you really actually really like that movie. Hmm. Let me try to think. I'm trying to think of my worst guilty pleasure movie, the one that nobody says is any good but is actually funny, or not even funny but you just enjoy for some reason. Yeah, 
man, I wish I had mm. my movies in front of me. Hold on, let me uh, let me pull up my movies real quick. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Cause I'm I, I'm I'm so I'm such an asshole that I can't think of anything. I'm like, oh no, not me. I, all the shit I like is very um hipster and cool. And yeah, no, 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 not me. I don't have any guilty pleasures. But you know, I listen to like uh, mm, stuff like Pink and stuff when nobody else is in the car. Sometimes, <laughs> so it's like, don't tell me I don't there, have there any is guilty. There's some Pink I really like. <laughs> don't admit, admit it. Um, yeah, I'll admit it. No problem. Yeah, I actually like Iggy. That Azalea chick. I, that's one of my worst guilty pleasures right now. <laughs> Everybody says Tyler Perry, but I never can get into her. Unless I can see like the gifs and the videos of her. She is so much fun and so sexy. She looks like she'd be a good time. <laughs> um, I really like Constantine. Most people think it's, it says it's terrible, but, but I dig it. Oh, yeah. If you want to talk about... Oh, that's a good one. I liked um, the first uh, Nicolas Cage like National Treasure movie or whatever it was. Oh, movie. That's a, that one's pretty fun. That was actually just kind of fun, and it's yeah, definitely made fun of on the internet. So oh, definitely, uh, that's one of them, I guess. Yeah, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, totally guilty pleasure movie for me. I love that movie. <laughs> that seems like something you would like, though. I'm not surprised. And th- this one is, you know, you can make fun of me, but the proposal, love it, love it, love it, love it. Ryan Reynolds, oh, yeah. Sandra Bullock, oh, so good. Full. That's full on guilty pleasure for me. Sandra Bullock actually makes some pretty good movies. Ah, oh, she's awesome. But most of them are, you know, kind of guilty pleasures. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sucker Punch is another movie I really enjoy. I've never seen that one. What's that about? Um, it's this really weird sort of Inception-y movie where there's different levels of reality that people are. So this girl. Um, gets sent to this insane asylum because her, you know, stepdad like she saw her dad murder her mom and he, she, um, sent her there to cover it up that kind of stuff, and so she imagines it as a brothel, and then there's all these sort of dream world super stylized like fight scenes and stuff, um inside the really? movie yeah 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 it's here i'll send you there's some screenshots of it sounds fun oh it's really fun because there's lots of like sword fightings and zombie nazi zombies and giant mechs and fire breathing dragons and all just all sorts of crazy craziness and and it's one of the only movies that i can that i've watched both it and the director's cut and the director's cut was actually much better it, really? You know, it feels like a completely different movie, and it actually That's makes rare. a lot of sense. Yeah, normally a director's cut's terrible. What is a director's cut normally? Like, how is that usually achieved? Well, they have all the footage, and I get, uh, I guess the director goes does in... Does an edit? Does, an, does his own edit, yeah. Or it says, wow. hey, put this scene back in. Because I, I heard something, the uh, the new Avengers, the which ended up being like two and a half hours... The first cut of it was three fifteen, three twenty. Wow! So they they cut out an extra hour of footage. Did you see the new Avengers? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh talked yeah, we talked that. about it already mm-hmm. three weeks ago. That's right. 
Yeah, I didn't realize there was a fight scene between the Hulk and the, um, well, we won't ruin it. Please, but, everyone, if you haven't seen it by now, come on, guys. It's only okay. one of the biggest movies of all time. It's the Hulk versus uh, Iron Man. Yeah, that was a pretty cool scene. Because yeah. Iron Man had uh, built this suit called the Hulk Buster. So, yeah. it's a, so he's in his Iron Man suit, and then he gets in a bigger Iron Man suit. <laughs> he's like a double suited. So the Iron Man suit, he's still wearing the original? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. it's a pretty good scene, pretty good fight scene. Uh, I hate how the Iron Man can't lose. Like we have like three superheroes that can't lose. We have Iron Man, Batman, and Superman. <laughs> I think Batman could beat Iron Man because they're uh, essentially the same style of superhero, right? Right. Normal guy who's rich and smart. Like I think Iron Man versus Superman would be whole. I mean, Iron Man versus Batman would be a whole lot more interesting than uh, Batman versus Superman. It would be, but you know, DC, DC, and Marvel, and they don't. Fuck, that's such a shame. It is. I'm. Sp- Can't have that. If Warner Brothers didn't already own DC and they've owned them for a long time, you know, I would not be surprised if Disney was like, "Hey, we're gonna own you too." And just. <laughs> That would be insane, wouldn't it? If Disney had both of them, and they were doing cross movies, that'd be so much fun. It would be cool. Have the um, oh, in the what mid to late nineties, it was that big. They actually DC and Marvel actually did a big crossover. Where oh, they, that's true. They did because they had video games even. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to remember what it was called. Because uh, I remember reading a lot of it. I don't know what it was called. I never really got into the whole um, comic book thing. I never could. Were you a big comic book reader? I don't remember I, that. I really you. enjoyed. Yeah, I, I kind of quit by the time I met you, but sure. Uh, especially when I was younger. Uh, and you know, I really enjoy them now. I just don't have time for them. As much. Oh, as this I, is totally off subject. But uh-huh. since you're looking up something real quick, I just thought I'd let everybody know. That MASH is on Netflix. Yes. And you need to get on that shit. Yeah. If you need... MASH is good for your life. If you have not watched MASH, oh. you need to watch it. Kelly hates it. And I, I, what? I told her, I was like, if I had known marriage. this when we were dating, I don't know. We might not have lasted. MASH is one of the that. single best television shows ever made. Ever. I watched the episode with Radar yesterday. Still cry. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite combination of characters because there's like four or five different distinct combination of characters in the show i like it when you had the um harvey um i can't remember his name the really smart surgeon that doesn't get along with hawkeye and pierce Winchester or burns yes winchester Winchester. i like winchester okay Mm -hmm. and i like it when you had radar and um, what's the Cornell's name? The really uh, good one. Potter. That you like the the second one, not the one. Yeah, that, yeah, Potter. Right, the second one. I really that's my mm. favorite combo. Uh, I'm pretty close. I like. There was a brief period where Potter was there, Honeycut was there, and Burns. Which one's Honeycut. Burns. Uh, Honeycut is the second guy in the swamp who comes in. There was Trapper. Yeah, Trapper John. Who was in the first two or three seasons, and then and Honeycutt comes. This guy with the mustache, he's friends with Hawkeye, lives in the same 
tent with him. Right, I do enjoy him. I yeah. do enjoy Honeycutt, yeah. So so I like Potter, Radar, Klinger, Houlihan, Hawkeye, Honeycutt, and Burns. That's like my favorite setup. See, but I didn't like Burns. I, I think he's hilarious. Especially really? Oh, yeah. Which one? Burns is the surgeon that Hawkeye doesn't like, right? Right. Yeah, I didn't like him at all. I never could get into him. I didn't like his whole relationship with the nurse. How yeah. he's always hitting on her and stuff and always getting shot down. I just, uh, I liked it a lot better when he left finally. That's why my favorite is when Winchester's there because Winchester makes it so much more. I like how Winchester could keep up with Hawkeye. He didn't have a sense of humor, but he, he did have the intelligence. Right. And it's interesting to see the two intelligence play against each other when it, they have these different complete personalities and mentalities about themselves. It's, it's fun. I enjoy it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, was it 11, 11 seasons for a three-year war? Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. what ended up being. Great show. If you haven't seen it, great. Great, yeah. great show. That's uh, one of those I'll eventually like, sit down and rewatch again. The whole thing? The whole thing. That's yeah, a lot of television. We've been going through it recently. Nice. We got done with Voyager and we, we found that MASH was on there. I tried to tell him to watch Daredevil, but I didn't want to watch it with him, so we didn't get into it. Yeah, that makes sense. Not my style. Though I haven't given it an, op an opportunity to tell you the truth. I just have a feeling I wouldn't. It's just not my style. Right, that makes sense. I don't like getting so invested in shows. <laughs> uh, they made me watch um, How to Train Your Dragon 2. Oh, yeah? And it made me cry like three times. I'm like, this is why I don't fucking watch movies. This right here, this whole part, this right here is why I don't watch movies. I don't want to feel this intense. It's Saturday morning, goddammit. It's 11 o'clock. Why am I crying? <laughs> but for people who don't know, that movie is awesome. It is good. I like the first one more personally. but Yeah, I am also a fan of the first one. I'd say it's 80% of the first one. But the first one's one of my favorite movies. So the second one's pretty still, still pretty freaking good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Since we're talking about long-running shows, can care to take a guess on the most episodes aired for a TV show? Is it like Gunsmoke or something? It is not Gunsmoke. Huh. Oh, it's got to be like some British show, like BBC or something. Nope. No, really? What? What mm. is it then? I have no idea. Guiding Light, which is a soap opera. Oh, of course. Sure. It started in 19... 52, went to 2009, aired 15,762 episodes. Wait, what? Say that again? 15,762 episodes. Like one five comma? Yeah. Holy shit. Like, I dare someone to try to watch all of that. Is that 30 minutes a piece? Uh, 60, 30, and 15 were the episode links. Uh, As the World Turns, which was 60 minutes and 30 minutes, 13,858 episodes. Oh, my God. That's like most of somebody's life. It is most of people because it's, I mean, Guiding Light and As the World Turns both had over 50 seasons. 50 years worth of TV. 
and you would have to watch at least 30 minutes or an hour a day for 50 years kind of thing to watch them all? Yeah. Are they like a continuous story? I, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't really watch soap operas. That'd be interesting if it was like it started out with like these people and then it was a continuing like people dying off and bringing in new characters with the the it was the same world and the same decisions that might have happened 40 years ago could have effects like in the present day movie the show mm-hmm. that could make some for like really epic story right right if my math is done right um there's 656 days worth of like days of show so two and a half years two and a quarter years 24 7 365 for two and a half years that's how long it would take you to watch the whole thing you know the longest story that humans have created you know what it is what's that it's a pokemon fan fiction game uh book interesting yeah i can't remember i think it's like 10 million words, like 10,360,000 words or something like that. I'd have to Google it. I don't remember. Someone on Reddit could be a complete lie. Just letting (laughs) you know. We're talking about movies. Which movie have you seen the most times? Which movie have I seen the most times? Right, right. And that means just casual watching. Right in, right, in the background. Um, yeah, uh-huh. I was doing homework and had this movie on. That counts. Right. I know Apollo 13 is up there. What? Yeah. Apollo 13 with love, like Tom Hanks? I love that movie. That's a really great movie, but it, I just think it's one of those things, one like, every time, like, if it was on TV, every time it, I would see it, I would just, it would, I would be like, I'll just watch a little bit of it two hours later. You know, um, Hunt it's a for long Red, movie too. Hunt for Red October is up there just because I, or at least pieces of it. I've seen, I've probably seen pieces of that movie ten or fifteen times. Uh, Star Wars is going to be up there. Um, how many times do you think you've seen it? Like, how many times would you estimate that you've seen your most watched movie? Most. 50? 50? 5 zero? Yeah. Really? That's a lot that of... That makes me feel awkward. Why? Well, I've probably seen Fight Club over 2,000 times. I doubt it's that high. Well, I think I have. I've seen it... Dude, for probably three or four years, I watched it three or four times a day. I watched it a lot. I didn't have much entertainment value when I was... Like, when you moved to Oklahoma, I didn't have much to do. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I, I also watch a lot more like fairy things That's true. compared to you. I am very, I'm very assholeish about movies. Yeah, I, I, and I'm really weird too. Like, I know that I want to watch Game of Thrones. Like, I really enjoyed Game of Thrones, but I've only watched the first season and a half. Right. Right. I have the rest of the second season or whatever, but I'll still find myself watching Star Trek: Next Generation instead. Oh, yeah. Like, if I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to turn something on, I feel so much more comfortable with my personality. I just enjoy things I already know. I don't know well, why that is. That's what we do at The Office. Or like, The Office and How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's... 
if we're especially if it's something we don't really have to pay attention to we'll, we'll just turn one of those on exactly or uh-huh. when we because a lot of the shows we watch are pretty intense you know like game of thrones and daredevil and stuff like that and so if we want something that's you know easy we just turn on the office since since we've been married we have watched the office all the way through at least five times wow yeah isn't it like a five six season nine. show nine seasons. nine season show yeah and you've walked down but you know it's one of those things we'll turn it on and while we're cooking dinner it'll be on yeah, while we're doing chores it'll be on or playing dota it'll be on sort of thing right. so yeah star trek's that way for me yeah so i'm trying to think of other we really i'm trying to think of other movies i've i know i've seen so you never really got stuck in like a loop like i have where you just watch a movie over and over and over and over yeah i watched i brainwashed myself with fight club dude i got friggin straight like indoctrinated <laughs> full on that nihilism, and huh? um, um and the royal tenenbaums that's a good one. That's too depressing I've for me to watch. I've probably seen that one probably several hundred times. Yeah, I've watched it a lot. I'm trying to think what else have I just... That and The Matrix. I've seen The Matrix probably a thousand times. Uh, yeah, I've seen The Matrix a lot. Those are the three movies that got me through my teenager years. Which probably says something about me. <laughs> uh, I well, We were talking about it earlier, but I've seen Pitch Perfect at least 15 times. At least... Uh, Which video game do you think you've played the most? Like over and over? Yeah, no, just... like the separate, like I turned the game on, I played, I turned it off, I went and did something, I came back, I played it. Like how many times have you gone and come back or, you know, separate instances of playing the game? Um, Not counting Dota, which, God, I think I'm up around 600 hours now. So that one wins, huh? That that, yeah, but I'm thinking, but that's that's so different because it's it's like a you know it's it's a sports game basically where you're like you're just trying to. Um, it's an interesting way to look at it, like you're playing basketball and not really video games. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like well, it's like mm-hmm. playing like Madden, but it's Dota. Um, but you're really into that game. I really am into that game because uh, you you view it differently than a video game. It's a video game, dude. Yeah, but but I I don't see it as like a game game with like a story and a plot, you know. That that's sort of where I'm making the distinction. Okay, you know, okay. I'm saying so, it's it's like Madden or you know. So so what would be it then? I'm thinking Mario, prob- huh? Maybe Mario. Um, King's Quest Six is going to be up there. I love that yeah. game. It's one of my all time favorites. Um. What are the games if I just... Pirates? I've played Pirates a lot. I know we've talked about that, Tom. It's you just... still play Pirates. I'll catch you on Steam occasionally, and it'll be like Jacob Ingalls is playing Pirates. It's, well, like... it's, a, it's a great game, and it's it's super simple. It's super easy. I don't have to think about it. It's really fun. Uh, yeah, I, I just go take over ships and stuff. <laughs> it's like, dude, I don't even play the game. I don't. I, I just don't. go attack people <laughs> and build up giant armies and kill cities. And <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I will. I mean, I will. One of these days, I'm actually going to sit down and beat the game because there is a it's way. Like, to... I don't think I've ever even beat it. <laughs> no, I, I promise you, I've never beaten it. 
I, just, I, just I promise you, I've never beat it. Just, He's like, dude, I've probably played 400 hours. I've never beaten the game, though. Yeah, I just goof around and do stuff. Which is, which is, is what awesome. makes it much fun. It's kind of like GTA, you know, like where for a lot of people, they don't never play the game. They just kind of wander around in the world. Really? It's kind of an open world? like. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very open world. Fun. Oh, man. Civilizations. That, that one's oh, weird. yeah, but that's not fair. A quick game of Civilizations is six hours. Well, you said play it and come back to it. So Really? You think you've played it that many separate times, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, A, I, I've been playing it since I was eight. So that that is true. That was one of the games that you showed off to me because I didn't have a computer that could really even play video games when we started hanging out. And you're like, look at this one, dude. Eventually, you can have lasers. Yeah, oh, I love <laughs> Civ. I love it. Um... What's another game I've just played a ton of? Team Fortress You think Tony two. Hawk makes it there? Ooh, man, as much as we played that back in the day. If you were to take sort of the, the Tony Hawk franchise and put them together, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely up there because uh, we played one. We, me and you played a lot of one and two, and I played a lot of three in college. Yeah, I, mean, I know, I know, I know. Another one that's going to be up there is Mario Kart. Oh, I think that's going to be a lot up there for a lot of us, yeah. Oh, yeah, because... Mario Kart's a great game. There, what about Tetris? Do you feel like your Tetris game is up there? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're probably one of the best Tetris players I've ever even seen. I and I've watched to... those people on YouTube play Tetris. You're really, really good. I used to be very, very good, yes. I haven't yeah. played in a while. Oh, no. I actually, actually probably find like an emulator so I can pull out Tetris 64 again. That'd be a lot of fun. That would be. Um, what else is another game I've just played a lot of? Hmm. I don't know. But even... I don't, mine's not really fair. I was, an, I was addicted to World of Warcraft for several years. So I probably logged in and out of that game... 4,000 times, you know, three or four times a day for four years or for three years. Right. Well, see, I was trying to kind of get away from the really open-ended games because those are always changing. I was thinking more of games that are set, you know. Okay, right, right, that right. Are... I think mine would probably be like um, uh, like N64 Zelda. I've probably played that game a Man, I don't know how many times I've played that game. Sonic the Hedgehog is going to be up there for me, too. I played a really? Ton of, oh, yeah, I love Sonic. Love him. Sonic's a good game. Sonic's fun. Um, but, yeah, when I was in college, my fresh spring semester freshman year, we, had, we pretty much had a Mario Kart game going 24-7 for two months. No shit, right? Yeah, it got it, turned on one night and y'all started playing and then I've got next for two and a half months. It was whoever basically, you know, we, yeah, there was, cause there was 30 guys on the floor and we were all pretty much involved with it at some point or another. And this one guy had gotten his, you know, brought his N64 to school, hooked it up to his TV and it was winter stayed. So, or top two stayed, I think. And so the other two controllers got passed and we did that for, weeks on end weeks on end three o'clock in the morning go get a game oh yeah oh yeah especially on the weekends college boys college oh, back when we had you know energy and <laughs> and and so much of so many of us were freshmen so our classes weren't terribly difficult yet 
So right. know, it wasn't a big deal to be up till four o'clock in the morning every morning. And now I wonder why I'm tired all no the time. No wonder your brain's broken. <laughs> no wonder you need like 20 hours of sleep a day. You fried that part of your brain. Uh, yeah, uh, I, did, I did things. That is for sure. Oh, well. <laughs> it was worth it. You want to get away from the movie and game talk? Sure, what's up? Got an interesting idea or just kind of observation. Mm-hmm. Uber, the world's largest taxi company, owns no vehicles. Facebook, the world's most popular media owner, creates no content. Alibaba, the most valuable retailer, has no inventory. And Airbnb, the world's largest accommodation provider, owns no real estate. Something's really kind of happening there, right? That's not a that's not a normal thing that's existed before. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. The Alibaba one, I'm interested to in because their model must be different than like Amazon. Because I know Amazon carries inventory, a right. significant amount of inventory. To be honest, so I is Alibaba like a broker? Or do they basically have, okay, you can put your stuff on the website and you'll get, we'll process all the orders and send it kind of thing? I didn't even know it existed. Oh, I that, don't know what it is. Uh, well, a lot of people I've never just, I've even gone to the site. Uh, I think it was either at China or India. And most people describe it as like the Indian Amazon. That's, that's what it's supposed to be. It's like Amazon. It's an, it's a, e-Chinese commerce hmm right like I said I'm looking at the website now I don't I can't quite tell from just looking at it how it exactly works but yeah I think it's like you described you have suppliers and you have buyers it's probably just a um, it's probably just a hub to connect people with you know supply and demand they probably don't actually facilitate the sale more more than just connect the buyer and the seller right right oh yeah but the uh the sharing economy is definitely here and it's probably here to stay you think it's just an example of the internet yeah well it, the internet allows for different the the transfer of information can be so fast and so fluid that it creates different types of businesses that don't have to hold on to things like we used to and you know Facebook. I mean, Facebook is just a bunch of ones and zeros, you know. So what happens when um, Uber starts accepting Bitcoin? Uh, is that when Bitcoin takes off? Probably they would probably have to do it. Problem with Bitcoin is maybe maybe it is now, but when I was using it, just isn't quite fast enough because it could take up to an hour for the transaction to be. Uh, verified, right? But I think such a low transaction fee would would um, would prevent any kind of real fraud. There would be no incentive to screw them out of twenty two dollars. Well, no, no, I'm just saying that for businesses and paying people and that kind of stuff, the hour. Right, but you can also see the first like confirmed like example of the transaction in four or five minutes. Like it doesn't. Some of that stuff doesn't take very long at all. Right, right, and I know it does. You know, to go through six nodes and to become fully verified can take up to an hour. But still, if things are moving quickly, it can only take up to fifteen minutes. Right, but that's the only. That's really the issue. 
besides not being backed by anything, but that's really the big issue with retailers. Nothing's it, backed by anything nowadays anyway, though. Well, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, kind of. Well, you know... The it's dollar, backed by security. Well, it's, it's backed by the government saying they'll pay. I mean... The good, kind of. It's, 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 the dollar's backed by the good faith and will of the U.S. government, whatever that's worth for you. But, right, but... but, but Bitcoin is backed up by security. Like that's where the faith comes from, and that's that system. Right? Did you um, did you see how the Nasdaq is using the blockchain now? Interesting. No. So there's this secondary market for people who are own pieces of private companies. So they own shares in private companies, basically. Okay. And those people you know, are generally very rich, but they will trade bits of their company with other people, sort of a direct trade. Hey, I own 5% of Facebook. I'll trade it for your 5% of Amazon, that kind of idea, right? Sure. But, but for private companies, so it's not. And up until now, they've always had to go through lawyers and been very expensive and just a headache. But So what NASDAQ is doing is they're using the blockchain theory to track who owns what stock and then now people can trade it online with each other and they're using the they're using the blockchain to verify all the trades and show who who owns what now so it's it's pretty cool and that's where like the the blockchain is really the the technology that's such a big deal out of the bitcoin right that's where it's really cool um is the blockchain it is the blockchain being able to Digitally own yeah. something is, is basically what it is. To say digitally that that is mine. Verifiably digitally own something, right? right? Mm-hmm. With no ways of being able to make copies or manipulate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can do some very interesting lawyer lawyer like stuff too, like escrow accounts and things using blockchain technology. Right. Third party escrows and smart escrow and some interesting stuff. Yeah, that's. Uh... So that, I thought that was really cool, uh, using that kind of idea. And that is very smart, and it's good too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so basically, what this is telling us is that private companies are just private, but they can still be traded in a weird way. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense. If I wanted to trade with you, uh, you know, some stock in your poker stake, your poker stake's private, but we could still trade that. Right. I mean, that's kind of the idea. I mean, it makes sense in some other way. <laughs> and that's something I haven't done in a while is play some cards. Yeah, we need to play some cards. We need to get some fans. We need to play some cards, get together, do it for pennies and nickels. One cent, two cent would be great. Oh yeah, I love that's that's fun. I, like something I was telling my wife, I was like, you know, because I, I really, I still really do like to play cards, but you know, if you're gonna go to the casino, it's just so expensive. You know, it's hundred. It bucks. is, man, three or four hundred dollars if you really want to be committed to you know a night right. of playing. But it's it's really nice, especially when you get around people who actually know what they're doing to some extent. You know, that's you why you want to go to a casino. You want to enjoy the game a little bit, right? Yeah. But it's really nice to play a game like with you. Like, say, if we had like three or four of our friends who actually knew know how to play Hold'em or whatever game you want right, to play, right? Me, you, and Jason, and yeah. yeah, and a couple other people, and just like sit down, have some beer, play cards, talk shit. 
you know that that that's fun yeah. and and i do i do miss having that yeah two cent five cent and ten dollars buy-in is a huge stake when you can I, play for a long time on some bucks when i was first out of college uh i was playing in this home game and we played one cent two cent hold them right mm-hmm. and most of us brought a hundred dollars for one cent two cent uh-huh we were playing deep stacked my friend yeah, that is crazy. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. But what was the average bet? Like a dollar or two? Uh, it could be. It, sometimes it got pretty big. Um, well, then you weren't playing one cent, two cent. The blinds were one cent, two cent, but y'all were playing more like uh, 50 a dollar. That's more like where y'all were at. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> in, uh, it's kind of cool. Up in Oregon, they actually have like, at least they used to have card rooms. So they, they weren't really? casinos, they were just card rooms and like their their most popular game was I think twenty five cent, fifty cent. Which isn't bad. Nice. I mean, that's like fifty bucks to go in and yeah, play right. Yeah. Hundred bucks to have a deep stack. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I always thought that'd be cool to go do that. Or Oregon is another is that it's a weird state, but I've been told that the state cannot really regulate stripping. Because some some lawsuit and the Supreme Court of Oregon said that stripping was a expression of free free speech and was protected by the Constitution. So there are, there are, there are you no... You have my interest, but now you have my curiosity. <laughs> so there are no rules, pretty much. It's oh, inside of, really? Yeah. No wonder you were trying to move to Oregon so bad. <laughs> Trying to have a good time. What's up? <laughs> so did, did I? Did I tell you that I, I found the perfect place to live? Did you? Yeah. So where you want to live is Vancouver, Washington. Vancouver, Washington. Mm-hmm. Which is a suburb okay. of Portland, but it's in Washington State. Okay. Because uh, Washington State has no income tax. Bonus. Oregon has no sales tax. Nice. So you could shop sales tax free, work uh, income, income tax free, and or in Oregon or Portland has the most microbreweries per capita in the country. So you got a lot also of good legal beer. weed, and plus you're in the Pacific Northwest, which is gorgeous. So that is legal that is weed. the place to live. Yeah, legal weed now in legal weed in Washington. Yeah, what's up? You'd be seeing me more often. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're trying to get it past here. At least they're trying to get it past everywhere, man. Every state it seems like is scrambling in some sort of some sort or fashion to figure out exactly where they want to be on this subject. But I mean, if you look at Colorado, they're just making so much gosh damn cash. Cash talks, man. Especially in politics, they're like, "Wow, that's a lot of money." Right. The o- the only problem with that, and I think we've talked about this before, is the. Uh... Once everyone has it, then the revenue starts to dry up because it's not really dried up, but it's spread across so many places. Right. But I think you'll see. I don't think everybody that smokes in Texas is going to Colorado to get their weed now. And that's why Colorado has such an income. Like, I think there's a lot of people in Texas who are still just buying their weed from their dealers. 
So I, I do think there's a lot of still black market that could be surface market, like, you know, that could be just normal. And I think there's a lot of value that still hasn't been tapped in all the states. Like, a lot of people smoke weed, dude. Like, a lot. Like, most of them. Like, a lot of people do. They just don't want to admit it because of illegalities and work and getting fired and insurance and all the other reasons. Yeah, I would, I don't know. Pennsylvania is such a weird state. It's just a weird state. You basically can't buy beer at a gas station, right? Basically yeah, we impossible. Talked about that. But you can buy legit fireworks at a gas station. No like shit. Roman candles, cherry bombs, like legit black gas, That's legit awesome. fireworks at a gas station. Like at any time of the year? Yeah. What's up? So <laughs> you should you should buy some and shoot them off in your bedroom for the podcast sake. You know, for science. For science. But I mean, it's that kind of weird mentality. So I can't buy beer, but I can blow my hand off, no problem. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like at least having the option to blow my hand off. <laughs> I, I just don't I don't get this state, man. It's it's weird. Because you know some of these laws that they have here are like 200 years old or more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about laws, man. They never get off the books. They just keep adding on to them. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's what the government needs to do. They need to like repeal every law that's older than like 75 years. And if it's good enough, you'll repass it. I, 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 I really do believe there should be... Well, I, I don't know exactly how you would make it work. There needs to be a party that's kind of based off of that. It's like, look, we're not going to pass any new laws. We're just going to start going through the laws that we already have and cleaning them up, you know, fixing them and, like, getting them just right. But, you know, fuck, how hard is it to pass a law? you got a million different people that have a point of view on what they want. So how would you go in there and fix it? It's, it's such a convoluted system. There's no way I don't think you could do that. But that's what needs to happen. I guess your system would work better. It's just like everything that's 75 years old goes off the books. And it's just like, you know, next year you lose everything that was 74 years old. It goes off the books because it's now 75. And anything that you want to, like, keep on the books, you got to go over and repass. I think that would work pretty well, huh? Yeah. Maybe. Check up for president. Check up for president. <laughs> maybe what we need is a constitutional amendment that every law has to sunset after so much time. And like so, it. if you want to keep, if you want to keep the law, you have to repass it. I like it. I like it a lot. And that would keep. I'll the be your vice president. You be the president. That keep our politicians so busy, they wouldn't have enough time to fuck anything else up. They're like, yeah. oh shit, we got we got this law because it's sunsetting, and this law because it's sunsetting. And there would be debates over them. Oh we yeah. Might have a couple slip through the cracks, and any laws that we don't have is a better thing. Well, and I mean. Huh. And it huh. would allow for the updating of laws. So right. this law We're not going to pass this unless it goes through the committees. Right, but like, or you could be like, okay, so this law, the, the intent was right, but it needs to be rewritten because we have the internet now. The internet or, exists. Or something, you know, <laughs> something along those lines. Exactly, yeah. Interesting. We solved it. We're, we're so yeah. smart. <laughs> Tell yeah. all your friends, people listening. We're smart, and they should listen to us. <laughs> if only if if only people would just get out of our way. Right, right, right. Like if you just give us the keys to the system and let us be the kings for 
What, just five years? We could fix everything in five years? If we had absolute authority? If I had absolute authority, I could fix everything in about six months. Wow. And just be like, yeah, yeah, I'm vicious. out. I'm out. Just cut yeah, everything. You just disappear forever. <laughs> yeah, don't exist at all anymore. Yeah, I'd either institute the fair tax or the flat tax. Yeah, I don't know. I like the fair tax, but flat tax. What would you do? Like, it wouldn't even take much, right? All we would really have to do is just implement a sunset law on laws. Right? Yeah. A sunset constitutional amendment on sunset, or, yeah, put that into effect. Term limits on Senate and, con you know, like on the Congress, right? Right. Term limit on the Supreme Court. court. Fair tax. Or a flat tax. And fair tax or flat tax. And then what else would you have to do? I, I, I feel like I feel like um, there would have to be a fundamental shift from offense to defense in the military if you really wanted to fix things. Like a real cutback on spending. We'd have to, you know, 20% of the military budget needs to go into schools. Something like that. Because we yeah. need to fix the kids if we're actually going to fix the country long term. I mean, I couldn't fix everything in that much. Uh, would I would quit taxing profits earned overseas? Because um, that's a big one. Because there's something like $100 billion that U.S. companies have earned overseas that will never come back in the U.S. because they're taxed so high. And all that money mm. floating around the U.S. would be really good for us. A lot more hiring, a lot more jobs, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Uh, huh. I would get rid of birthright citizenship. You'd get rid of what? Birthright citizenship. If you're born mm. here, you're a citizen. Like if you're born, and there's a lot of countries that are like this, if you're born on U.S. soil... But don't, but aren't an American, you are given U.S. citizenship. Hmm. So I get rid of that. Hmm. What else? Fix immigration. Basically. <laughs> I like how you say that so casually. That's such a difficult subject to say that you would just fix immigration. Right. What would well, you do to just fix immigration? You streamline, you streamline a lot of processes. You know, like someone mm. comes here, gets a master's or a PhD, you put them at the front of the line. Just done. It's like, here, pay this extra fee, pay $1,000 when you graduate, we'll do a background check, and if you don't pop as a terrorist, congratulations, you're a citizen. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, what else would I fix? Hmm. I think a big deal is fixing the uh, term limits. Like, you put term limits on the Supreme Court and the Congress, and fuck, man, things are a lot better. Another thing I would do is I would quadruple the size of Congress. You would what? I would quadruple the size of Congress and probably double the size of the Senate. Interesting. Because right now, Congress... Delusion, dilute, dilute the response or dilute the influence. Dilute the influence. And right now... There's the Senate, the Congress, they've capped themselves at like 480 congressmen. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, if you're an outside party, you can get to a chunk of, you know, if you get to a 50 or 100 of them, you've really, you know, you've right. got a chunk of power. 
but you know, you pop that number up to about 2,000, it's hard to get enough people on your side to do anything. So only the really good stuff actually gets passed. Interesting. And I would also move, you know, the Congress to like Topeka and the Senate to like Bismarck, North Dakota or something, separate them and put them somewhere no one wants to be. um, Where it's difficult to, uh, to lobby. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it's also where you don't want to just be a Senator year round in your little city. You want to like go back to where your constituents live. Your hometown. I see. That's interesting, mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah, but I think you put four-year term limits on everybody and things start you know, shaping up real quick. Right. Well, my, my idea for term limits is you get, not including being the president, you get two terms. So you can do two in the Congress, two in the Senate, or one of each. That's it. Interesting. Granted, in Congress, that could be up to 12 years, but still. Or in the Still. Senate, it could be up to 12 years. That's a lot better than some of those people have been there for 40 years or something ungodly right. like that. Another thing I would fix, I would change, is the popular election of senators. I would revert that back to the old system to where the states actually appoint senators for six years instead of having the uh, the populace elect the senators. Why would you do that? That sounds like less democracy. Well, it's... If with the idea in theory that the states have a certain amount of power, correct? And so therefore the states the states themselves ought to have the ability to influence the states themselves need to be represented? Correct. And that's how So you, what? So the states the state would appoint the senator and we would appoint the congressman? Right, and that's how it was. That's how it was originally I think designed. I like that. I think I like that version a little better. And so it gives the state itself some power. And so what would happen mm. if a senator went rogue? Kind of meta. Like I said, if a senator went rogue from a state and started doing something against that particular state, they would recall him instantly and put someone else in his place. So okay. it, would, it would give the states more ski in the game. It would create a... Um, it would more move some power gen- to the who, though? The governor or the Senate and Congress of the state? Um, will we ask that again? So who would have that decision, the governor of the state or the Congress of the state? Uh, it's, I think it was the Congress. It was the legislature, yeah, the state legislature who elected the senator. I like it. So I, I, like I, it. I, I, I think that was one of the biggest. Another thing I would fix is I would remove, and they should do this anyway, but they would. I would remove the constitutional... Uh, um, mandate that the United States runs a postal service. Because it's actually in the Constitution that the United States government must run a postal service. And I'd get rid of that. Because mm. that's losing... I would get rid of the fact that corporations are individuals. That's wrong. Or the only... like, Or you would have to have like... Like your, your corporation would have to pass like American citizenship. Citizenship. For those rights as an American individual, because I don't really like the influence that has been afforded by, um, like the foreign influence that's been afforded by the. Uh, what was that? What was that recent decision in the Supreme Court that allowed corporations to spend unlimited amounts of cash? Right. In, um, politics. 
Mm-hmm. Whatever that decision is. That decision is probably one of the worst decisions ever. Well, see, was... Like, we shouldn't have Fujitsu being able to spend, you know, $5 million. Right. Uh, you also <laughs> have, like, the... Um, the other... The other pro- the, uh, sort of the reverse of that is if corporations can spend that much, individuals ought to be able to spend that much as well, directly. Or, you know... What, that's why everything's gone. That's why everything's gone to super PACs, because you can give as much money as you want to a super PAC, and then they can do whatever. I'm not exactly sure how you would fix that kind of. I think like you would have to have like a um, public funds kind of system to make like politics really work, because I think it needs to be really based off of like ideas and merits, and not how much advertisement you can afford. You know, stuff like that. I really do think like we need more of an intellectual discussion that gets people into office and not less not so much attack ads and however they do it now with so much cash it needs to be more like you need to win with ideas and debates and I would also make it where it was a lot easier to have third party uh members in the debate system like the fact that you need to have 15% of the popular vote in the uh in the primaries to even get in the debates. That's not right. It should not be a two-party republic versus Democrat. We should be able to have independents come in there and bring up topics that the Democrats and the Republicans both don't want to talk about. You know, you need a Ross Perot going, well, what about the IRS and the federal government, you know, or the federal, um, the federal reserve where both of the Democrat and the Republicans both are getting paid off by said, you know, conversation and don't want to have it where you need those independents who are willing to bring that stuff up. Because without that kind of conversation and discourse, certain things that really matter never even get up brought, never get brought up to the, the public at large. And you right. know as well as I do, the public at large, they don't really pay attention to such things. No. I mean, it's, what, like 12 pe- 12% of the country voted in the last presidential election, 15%, something like that. Yeah, and how many of those were actually educated voters? Yeah, that's a good point. That actually really kind of keep track of what's going on. And I don't mean because you listen to fucking Rush Limbaugh, you're educated. You need to listen to Rush and you need to you know listen to the BBC. If you even want to kind of come at me that you have some type of view of politics. You can't have just one very narrow-minded, something that you completely agree with view of politics. You need to have a well-rounded... You know, if you can't argue the other side of the argument, then you don't really understand it well enough to be voting on it, you know? Right. One thing I, I do want to touch on, because you brought it up, is the, the independence. And that is more... It, that is more of a... Um, n- sort of a natural thing that humans do. Because if you look at most industries, they tend to consolidate around two to three major powers. Sure, and so okay. that's that's kind of that's kind of what's happened over politics, which is sad. It is very sad. There shouldn't be a forced monopoly, though. When Ross Perot got in the debates in the '90s, he only had to have like four or five percent of the popular vote, and then he got in there and started talking about the Federal Reserve, and he started bringing up shit about Bush and Clinton, and they were like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" And you know the committee that um. The Committee for Presidential Debates is a privately run company, and they're the ones who set the rules, and they 
they set the rules after Ross Perot that you had to have 15%, which is, I think they estimated that it would cost you $1.6 billion to get to secure 15% of the popular vote in the primaries. See, that's another, like, yeah, that's another thing I, I don't know how to fix, but that needs to be fixed. Well, take back to the 5%. Where a well, I know, I shouldn't have to be a millionaire. Well, okay, I Me agree, I Jake, agree. Because, like, even the, the fee to do the paperwork is not cheap to run for president. It's like five grand, which is, you know. You know, maybe there should be, maybe there should be a, um, Maybe there should be a GoFundMe for president, a Kickstarter. There, there it actually is. Um, there, there, there is a there is a GoFundMe like site for that kind of stuff now. But you know, this is what I'm really waiting on. Is how we're going to get you into the. That's how we're going to get you into the the White House, Jacob. <laughs> and in six years, we're going to do a GoFundMe for Jacob twenty 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 four, or whatever. Let's see. The next presidential election is. I could do twenty twenty. I, I would. Right, twenty twenty four is more realistic though, because we'll have our empire going already with the empire. <laughs> you know, the face, the podcast empire. You'll be extremely well known, like Philip DeFranco and Joe Rogan, and you know, God, could Adam you, Carolla. Could you imagine? Say, let's say we've been doing this podcast for like five years, right? Sure. It's ten years. Could you imagine if I ran for office or you ran for office and my opponent is like having to scour through all these hours and hours and hours of bullshit trying to find something that I said or you said to use against us? I think things will be so different by then. It won't be used it wouldn't be that much against us. It'd be like, oh people would just be like, Oh yeah, no, he's a real human being. Like I am. That's how I you know, I've done that before. I was a teenager and I street raced. You know, I stole golf balls off of um, driving ranges. Like, there are going to be people who relate with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it, that's... I've, I've started to see a little bit, especially more in the congressional side. But the... I'm really waiting for that first candidate who really harnesses the power of the internet. Me too. The internet. Like, the real, like... Like when Philip DeFranco decides to run for the internet and really get Twitter and, you know, or not, you know, not Philip DeFranco specifically, but that kind of. Well, well you, yeah, you can do so popping, much. Right? You can right, do yeah. so much now. And so yeah. you just, I don't know, it, it's just. I like think somebody who's an expert at using social media and right. Twitter. And, and you get, you know, the activists who want to help you. and Right. You have an army of Twitter followers that are. Yeah, blowing things up for you. Yeah, interesting. I mean, besides the besides the actual travel needed, because mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not sure how much that would cost. Because you've got to travel a ton, you know, different stops and everything else. Not, not, not in four years though, Jacob. We'll have the we'll have Oculus Rift. People will go to virtual reality. Um, true, rallies. virtual reality rallies and some. Ooh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I think I could be president for a hundred thousand dollars in eight years. Yeah, and we're gonna have this podcast network to, to, as a platform. Yeah, Jacob, twenty twenty four, baby. And yeah, I'm gonna have all these musicians who love me because I rep their music, and yeah, <laughs> they're gonna create awesome nerdcore. You're gonna be the internet's version. Yeah, you're gonna be the internet's president, Jacob. I can you heard do it, it here first, boys. <laughs> 
Well, what is, what is it in uh, Ready Player One when they're talking about the elections and the Oasis and you know user rights and all that stuff? It'd be kind of like that guy just being like, yeah, <sighs> I believe this, 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 and this, and that's just all there is to it. I like it. I'll, I'll be the president that will actually answer questions, and if I don't know the answer, I'm going to tell you. I don't know, but I'll find out for you. I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I can figure it out, yeah. And those kind of people who can be honest, you don't, you're not going to do the whole um, that politicians speak. So I believe that we can uh, achieve victory. You know, that real kind of every word is thought about before they say it out loud and real pronounced. And when they, ask, when they get asked questions, you know, it's like, so what do you think about abortion? I think relig- you know, religious and the next thing you know, they're talking about the Middle East and some other topic completely. Yeah, I don't see you doing that. You would just answer the questions like and, and no how you sp- felt individually. No speechwriters. So another thing, another thing I would do is I would write all my own speeches. Because I don't. I mean, most of the people, most politicians, or just wing them. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like go well, out there and talk. <laughs> this is good practice for that. Yeah, you need to be the you know just the the people's voice. That sounded communist. You know what I mean. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean. The inter- the internet's voice. You need to be the the president of the internet, or well, not of the internet, but for the internet. Oh, well, you need someone who's not a f- who will actually stand by what they say, even if they say something that isn't popular, and people get bitchy with them. Like, yeah, you, but that's that's the way things are, and right. So mm-hmm. I'm not issuing an apology because I offended you. It's, you're being stupid for being offended. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's it, man. Jacob, twenty twenty four. Uh, come out of nowhere. People are like, you know, because yeah, I've thought about getting involved in politics for a long time now. And I was like, well, you got to start only, here. Only about only about ten years. Yeah, people are like, you got to start. You, you know, you got to start the county commissioner and you work your way up. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I, no, I, I don't, don't want do any that. of those other jobs. I want just like. I wanted you to be like in Congress or the Senate or the White House, like you know, screw local level. Yeah, we need being a internet. governor would be cool. I think being a governor would be cool. It would be kind of cool to call you Governor Ingalls. I'll move back to Texas and I'll I'll be Governor of Texas. Hello, Governor. <laughs> Good day, Governor. I'll let Sounds you be like my, like, you can be my right? chief of staff. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> Oh man, good good politics talk. It's been a while since I've actually had a good political discussion. Mm. For the most, it, it, they always just evolve, and it's just shouting matches. Like no, oh you start yeah they start I'm you just start like oh god no, no we need to talk about this and actually think things through and I can I can div- like I can actually debate something and it's it's been a while since I've had a good solid political debate with anybody. Right, yeah, yeah. I understand how a lot of those devolve into like what they they heard on Glenn Beck that day, or what they heard on Bill O'Reilly that day. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's just like I heard this, and this is the talking points. And since they were listening to some type of radio program or conversation about usually the same topic, they have like these really well dug in talking points that they don't really understand. I love listening to people who don't actually care about politics enough to really get into it they just you know 
it's entertainment to them more than it is politics. Right. Yeah, it's funny. It's like listening to them argue about like characters in Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's like y'all aren't really that's getting anywhere. That's kind of what it is at this point. Yeah, that's what a lot of it is. Yeah, Where the, me and you are discussing like what would we do to fix things and you know what are the actual you know mm-hmm. that's the kind of discussions this country needs to be having. Because the problem I have, especially, I mean, I, I don't know how I would describe my political beliefs. Uh, a lot of them do fall in line with sort of the more right wing conservative or whatever. Right. But I'm very much a believer in what was set up 200 years ago. 250 years ago, however long it was, is like I've read those all. Guys were, those guys were aliens. Yeah, well, pretty much. There's, it, it, it's insane. Some of the stuff they talk. It's like, how did you have that kind of insight? Like you didn't have the internet, because the internet's kind of a machine when it comes to ideas. You throw an idea in the internet, and they'll tear it apart like piranhas, and it'll just disappear. Or if it has any validity or any real meat to it, they trim off all of the fat. And they reshape it, and it comes out this perfect, like, polished example of an idea. Like, if anything, the internet kind of goes with as a majority is a really well vetted, thought out idea, you know, because the machine is so big. And even the internet itself still doesn't come up quite with the ideas that these guys could come up with without the internet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I, they just blow my mind. They just blow me away. And that they, they, they kind of seemed incorruptible, some of them. Like, George Washington didn't want to be king. Well, like he, they, were offering, they essentially were offering him kingship of a new goddamn country. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, 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 that's not why we're here. That's not how we're going to do this, you know? That you had some that were so strong-willed and had such great foresight. They had to be time travelers. Well, they had such a great sense of just duty and honor. Yeah, it's weird. I, uh, to be such rebels. Mm-hmm. Well, to be such rebels, because they did just leave their country that they should have been loyal and honorable and dutiful to. Well, and that's, that's the thing is they did it the right way. I mean, they, they were they, gangsters. They, with 10 years, they tried to get England to change, and it was at the last last bit that they were like, well, we can't do it anymore. Yeah, if you haven't sure. seen it, um, God, it's got to be over 10 years ago now, um, maybe about 10 years ago, HBO did John Adams. Uh, and it is very good and very historically accurate. Yeah, one of the influential guys of the um, mm-hmm. end of, uh, Declaration of Independence. Right. Uh, it's, right? It's, it's Yeah. Oh, yeah, he helped. It's yeah, really good. Um, definitely should check it out. It's Paul Giamatti, who is awesome. Uh, but that's one of those things where, especially when it comes to politics, I have a hard time taking someone seriously who hasn't, at least read or has knowledge of the Federalist and Anti-Federalist papers, at least there. It, well, it also kind of depends on their view of the Constitution, but I do believe in that. You think the Constitution is a living document? Well, yes, and the Founding Fathers actually put in all the things to make it change with time, but no one wants to do it anymore because it's hard. Because they're extremely difficult. It's, yeah, but the, anything in the Constitution can be changed. Right. Just anything can be changed. It's not a big deal. You just deal. need like seventy-five percent of the country to agree on it. Yeah, and that's then that, that's why that's, that's right though. That's fair. Right. That's it's how just, much should be involved. Yeah, and so you have to. It's just really hard, and so people found loopholes because that's what 
humans do is we find the easiest way to do what we want to get done. We're good at that. And so, yeah, I mean, it is a living document and anything can be changed if you want, if you want to do it. Hmm. You know, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> all the rules are in place. We just got to follow them. Right. Yeah, but everyone so wants to cheat. Conversation, all this conversation about it, you know, the Constitution isn't in place to handle this situation. It's like, well, then change it. Right. Fix it. Write the law. Write the amendment. Fix it. Change it. You would be a good president. Gosh mm-hmm. damn it. <laughs> For other examples of why you need to run this shit. Well, maybe I will. Awesome. Well, we're, we're hitting about our... Uh, Hitting our, our time here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Hour and twenty four. Been a pretty good I'm discussion. Getting tired and I'm and I'm sore, dude. I've been killing myself. <laughs> uh, hold on. Next week, summer. My Next kids get out of school summer. on Wednesday, so things are gonna. You know, we could probably start doing the podcast more in the afternoon if you wanted. We could change it up a little bit. Get That'd a little be nice. Bit longer runs. That'd be real nice if we could. Uh, Get it just, it just a bit earlier, just because it's so late by the time, especially here. By the time we get this uploaded and everything, it's gonna be eleven, eleven thirty, and I hear you, dude. So, all right. Well, do you want to get my recommends out of the way? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so this is just about quality of life. Spend the money on a bed. Oh yes. Spend the money on a bed. You you know most of the people listening to this. We'll probably be like coming out of high school or going into college and then, you know, maybe coming out of college kind of level. Once you can afford it, at least sixteen hundred on a queen. You know, somewhere fifteen hundred on a queen. Like start there and find your really I'd, good I'd highly what? recommend Tipperpedic. Or at least some version of the foam memory technology. Yeah. Right. Tempur-Pedic is the name brand of that foam technology. They're the ones who spent all the money on the uh, infomercials to explain it to America why it's so important. But there are there are some other companies that have um you know, that use that same type of memory foam technology, so. It's true. But, but uh-huh. get out there and get yourself a gosh damn good mattress. So by the time you're you're 50 years old, which is, you know, the average which is halfway through the average lifespan or so, 45 to 50. You will have spent 20 years in your bed asleep. So do yourself a favor. You know, you'll spend $20,000 on a car. Spend at least two or three grand on a bed. Enjoy that shit. Yeah. And just, you know, big thought kind of thing coming at you. If the scientists are right, we are only 60 years away from the singularity. So if that does happen, and if it happens before then, we're talking our lifespans are going to like four or 500 years. So, good bet is important. A good bet is important. All right, then I think that's a good note to end it on, huh? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. It's good times. Awesome. It's yeah, good, good to be time. back. Thank you, everyone. Remember, yep. www.f2en.com. Much easier to remember. Uh, new podcasts are coming. The Super New Sixer is out. Um, I'm still waiting on it to be verified by iTunes. But you can subscribe to it manually if you feel like it, or you can just stream it from the website. It's a good mix of rock and rap. Gonna love it, I promise. I can verify. If you go to the website, you can actually listen to it a little early. You can't necessarily get it off the iTunes feeds and all that stuff, but you can go to the website and you can click on it and you can listen to it. It's good. has a good flow. 
real simple, not intrusive. You don't hear Jacob, you know, selling a bunch of shit or yeah, talking a lot. He just kind of does a little bit of an intro, and then you're just led into some great music. Yeah, it's so the first episode I think is 23 minutes, and that's six songs. So there's very times. very minimal everything else. Just good times, good 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 for a drive. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for coming out to 42. Bye.